Are you underutilizing one of the most powerful restaurant marketing tools on the planet? What do 92 million monthly Yelp searchers see when they land on your page? Is your content accurate and attention grabbing? Are you using every conversion tool possible to set yourself apart? Yelp is here to help. Go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash profile to sign up for a one-on-one with a specialist that will review your Yelp page and share tips to help you stand out. Again, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash profile to supercharge your Yelp page today. Welcome to Restaurant Marketing School. I'm Josh Kopel, a Michelin-rated restaurateur. Together with the team from Restaurantopia, we're unpacking the tools and tactics used by million-dollar marketing agencies to help you grow your restaurant. Join us daily to get a marketing tip you can use in your restaurant today. Today, we're talking about traditional restaurant marketing methods, oldies but goodies. Josh, you're going to love this. This is such a throwback. You're born in the 70s? Yeah, I was. Late, very, very late 70s, 1979. Yes. My son always talks about the 90s and how uncool I was. It's like <laughs> your perception of the obvious is, uh, is very strong. Uh, so I think we look at social media and everything online right now as the holy grail, but so many operators are missing the traditional block and tackling of marketing. And I want to lay down a few today that you can implement easily, very inexpensive, and drive customers in your door. And I'm going to go with the first one. The pandemic shook everyone's world up, especially restaurants. Some people don't aren't open. There's so many restaurants closed. We were talking about this earlier. All these locations are closed. Putting the open sign in your window and one of those open flags outside will drive customers into your building. Absolutely. Yeah. Some exterior restaurants aren't friendly in the sense that you can't tell because of the tinting or whatever that that they're open. So you need to inform the customer base that you're open. Next simple one, your phone system. Have someone answer the phone. Yeah. I was just going to say, answer it. (laughs) Huge, huge advocate of that. That's what I hear. (laughs) What service do you use for that? Or do you have someone internally do it? Or what do you do? So I had actually started a company in the latter years of Pru and Proper where we had an answering service, a local answering service. Because I will say on the other side of that, it's very expensive to have someone answer your phones. Pru and Proper was only open for dinner service. So I've got somebody sitting in a closed restaurant answering the phones. And I mean... I had her fold napkins till her hands bled, but it's still really hard to get an ROI on that because they're doing two hours worth of work. The problem is that two hours is spread out across eight hours. So it's really hard to get the return on investment, but you know, it's important, you know, it's critical. So what I had done was I had hired one person and created a decentralized call center, virtual call center, where she could answer the phones for other restaurants in the neighborhood. And then we all split the cost of that one person. And Josh, you have real data that says, I think, what was it, a 5% increase in, in sales? 5 just, increase just in the first two weeks. The phone. I heard you talking about that on another podcast you were on, and it hit home because I started a restaurant here where we opened it for, it was a casual fine dining joint, phones ringing off the hooks from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. The GM was like super pissed when I came in as some new guy. She's been there for 10, 15 years. And I'm like, hey, uh, we need to schedule someone in the mornings. And she's like, well, no, we're not open. I'm like, just have them sit by the phone, please. Just please have them sit by the phone. And our sales went up like 5%, just like you said. It was crazy. But to your point, you can't make a reservation for 25 people on open table. 
And let me say, the people that are calling, we talk about intent in marketing. These are high intent people. They're calling, they have buying questions. I've got a gluten allergy. I need to book a 15 top. It's my boss's birthday. I need to book a luncheon. The people that are calling are looking to spend money and they're looking to spend money with you. Having said that, there is no loyalty when it comes to the phone. They're not trying to book at your restaurant. They're trying to book at a restaurant. So if you don't answer the phone, they don't leave a message. They just call the next restaurant in queue. Yeah, they want to check it off their to-do list. That is exactly it. You got to understand what is their problem. I need to book for my boss. I need to schedule an anniversary. I need to fill this void of providing the reservation, having the event, having the catering, whatever it is, they need to do that. And they're not looking like, oh, I like this cuisine or I've been there and I like it. That's maybe to get them to call the first time, but they're not leaving a message. I guarantee it. No, it's the equivalent of being on Amazon. You hit buy and it just disconnects. They're there. They're trying to take action and do something and you can be the person that provides it for them. Oh, I love that. So be part of your community. Join the Chamber of Commerce. Reach out to the PTA. Find out who your local government officials are. Reach out to these people. Invite them to VIP nights. Attend the meetings. If you're part of the Chamber or whatever local organization, they will hire you for catering. They will support people who support them. So really kind of get back into that, just networking and being part of the community. That's as simple as it comes to, and it's so amiss. It is. Other things I've seen that work really well are, and this is going to sound stupid, but you want to build your list. You want to have people sign up for your newsletters. You want people to sign up for your loyalty programs, but also just do the old school fishbowl with the business cards and then follow up. Follow up with a thank you card. If someone comes in for their anniversary, follow up with a thank you card. It takes maybe 15 to 20 minutes a week to send out 10 thank you cards. You can have one of your servers do it. Thank you for coming in. Really hope you enjoyed everything. We really look forward to you coming back. Here's a gift card. Here's not a gift card. Here's a discount or next time come in. I want you to try the tiramisu. It's amazing. It's my grandmother's recipe. Anything that you can do to connect, be authentic and say thank you show gratitude. What you're trying to do with these things is turn that once a month customer or that once a quarter customer into a once every other week customer and really increase your current customer base to pull them back into the restaurant. So Brian, rewind for a second. You said what, 20 gift cards, 15 minutes? 20 thank you cards. You can or, or thank you cards, sorry. You, you yeah. can or don't have to put gift cards in there, but- Well, I'm just, I'm just doing the math on it. 20 a day, 15 minutes, 600 a month. That's 600 customers a month. And I'll tell you what, man, if you sent me a handwritten thank you card from a restaurant, it would knock my freaking socks off because I've never seen it before. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. It, again, it's thinking outside the box and engaging with people. You are in the hospitality business, but you need to build relationships with people that- transcend the little bit of time that you have them. And we'll talk about this in another episode, but when you have to go, when you have third-party delivery and you have someone standing between you and your customer, that's another opportunity to throw the thank you card in the to-go order and be like, thank you so much for ordering. Next time, order direct or use in-house delivery. Like, There's other ways to, to get to me besides some of the big three third-party delivery apps, but engage with that person, connect, connect, connect. I love these because we so often lose sight of the fundamentals, right? This is what we did in 1956, and these are tried and true, and they're timeless. But yet, we don't do them enough. No. Again, you can do other things, but these are just a few. We'll have some more in the show notes. If you want to hear previous episodes or check out our other content, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash marketing school. 
Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a review. I'm Josh Kopel, and you've been listening to Restaurant Marketing School.